the rest is history with how I, gay you were. Should I do the, my 30 second recap of what this is? You gotta find a way to break back in and steal your own laptop back. My friend Jack Dorsey. The world as we know it. Hello. Hello. Say that again. Hello. Microphone. There's my microphone. Dope. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, I can hear you too. Dope. Uh, sorry, I was on the phone with my mom. Hey, that's cool, man. Hey, first guest, Sparky Kennedy. She says hi. Word. Did um did you get a call from Benny D recently? Did I get a call from him? Yeah. About what? I'm just asking if you got a call from him. No, I didn't get a call from him because I played golf with him and he asked me like two months ago. Oh, we were drinking beers on the golf course. I had a terrible game that day, by the way. He kicked the shit out of me. It was bad. Oh, so I'm behind here. Well, I got the invite today. Hey, man, congrats. Just told my mom. Nice. It's big. I feel bad because um, their wedding, we got the save the date today. And it's on the same day that Tori was supposed to go to a Michael Buble concert with her mom. It's Ooh. been rescheduled twice because it was supposed to be last like February and then it got rescheduled this February and then it got rescheduled again to August. <laughs> so a little, a little is, sad there. Is Michael Buble rescheduling it or is Tori's mom rescheduling it? The concert? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tori's mom. She keeps she keeps uh, posting on the Facebook page. Oh, I can't make that day. Can we move it? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a book club. <laughs> Me and my daughter prefer if you don't do that date, Mr. <laughs> Bubbly. She actually, this is Tori, not her mom. Tori drinks bubbly all the time. And Michael Buble did a, uh... oh, there we go. Man in the background there. Uh... Hey, Ryan, could you close the door? <laughs> That's Ryan. Oh, man. You're, it's like you Thank own you. the place. You're acting like you own the place there. I was, I'm allowed to own this room. Ryan, close the door. Uh, no, so this is my office. Shout out Ryan, if you uh, listen to the show. I don't think he does, but... Um, well, nobody every, does yet. <laughs> everyone in the house is really nice to me, and they, I think they feel bad for me. So I feel bad for you. you sh- yeah, that's allowed. <laughs> so I have this office, which is Tara's little sister's old room. She moved to a different room. And everyone treats it like I'm like the deadbeat alcoholic uncle who deserves more respect for everyone's like, don't go in there when he's in there. He might be in meetings. Don't touch the door. Don't disrupt him. He's busy. He's doing something important. And I'm just here unemployed, like playing roller coaster tycoon. (laughs) That's a great game though. Oh, it's been my go-to quarantine game. If you need to concentrate while you're trying to like strand a bunch of people on like a pathway that you know you you create a long pathway and you get like you know a hundred people to start walking down this pathway and you just delete the two ends of the path so they're just they just <laughs> yeah that's 
it's kind of a sick uh it's it's a really good early test for like sociopathy in uh like probably middle school age kids well it's it's funny I don't know what it is because I would make fun of you for, for when I mentioned roller coaster tycoon be like your first response being like, here's how I tortured people in that game. Yeah. But a hundred percent of the time when I mentioned the game to other adults, the first recollection is how they used to kill the characters in the game and in different and creative ways. Yeah. And it's a really interesting uh, analogy for like society playing by the <laughs> rules. When you have that much power playing by the rules gets boring so fucking fast. It's like, <laughs> so that's, that's why therapist... I'm convinced that Jeff Bezos is going to take over the world because he's been playing by the rules for like <laughs> three or four years now as like an ultra billionaire. He's getting bored. He stepped down from CEO position. He has more time to plot. He's getting bored, I'm telling you. No, like sociologists and historians and psychologists are trying to figure out like what's wrong with society, like what's wrong with people where they get these bad habits and people blame Twitter or different trends or politics. But little known fact, it's Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, two. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. First one was too humane. <laughs> um, yeah, so ben, ben asked me while we were playing golf. Congrats. Uh, it, was, it was a par three course. Or no, we were on a par three hole. It was not a par three course. It was a very hard course, and I was very bad. <laughs> and uh, it was freezing that day. Oh, yeah, this was the worst part. So Tori and I had our engagement photos that day, and Ben wanted to play golf. He lives in Dayton, Ohio, and I live in Cleveland. They're about four-ish hours away. So Ben and I meet near Columbus usually to play golf. It's about halfway for both of us. He actually drove like all the way up to the Ashland area that day because I had things to do that afternoon, get uh, photos taken. Of course. So we we made a tea time for like pretty early. I got I booked the first one we could get, which was like seven thirty in the morning or something. So we get there at like seven, you know, getting everything situated, and we check in, and the guys like the guy like turns around. He's got this huge window like overlooking the course right behind him. He turns around, he's like. Ah, I can't let you guys out there. I'm like, what? It's like there's frost all over. You guys are gonna ruin the greens. I can't let you out there. And I'm like, I mean, like, you knew though. Like, you could have looked at the forecast three days ago and saw it was gonna freeze. Like, why did you let us book this tea time? He's like, it's gonna be at least a couple hours. We're like, what the fuck? So we're like, we like drove around Ashland. We like we went to a Burger King. I got a croissant, which was pretty good. Uh, and we had to wait like two and a half hours but we were the first ones in line so we're like all right it's fine and then like around nine o'clock he's like all right i'm about ready to let some guys out i'm like all right we're first right and he's like ah sorry guys gotta let the uh, members go first and we're like dude we've been sitting here for two hours so ben's like ben's like all right i'll take care of this ben like when he goes into dad mode and he's like talking to the guy he's like look this guy's got to be somewhere this afternoon you won't even see us. We're going to head out. We're just going to start at hole three. We're going to play 15 that we're fine with that. We're going to play 15 and we don't even care. And the guy's like, <laughs> he's like looking around, like looking for his boss. He's like, all right, go ahead, go, go get out of here. <laughs> so like we took off. Yeah. We, we started at the third hole and we just played 15 that day. It was, yeah, it was great. Drinking some, uh, some Miller lights. And he asked me to be uh, his best man. Did he? No. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, it's going to be a groomsman. Um, and I politely was, declined. Yeah, you said I'm holding out for for best man, or I'm not attending. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm... sorry, man. You gotta you gotta sweeten the deal. Yeah, yeah, but you came around. Well, allegedly, we'll find out. Yeah. So yeah, Michael Buble and myself will be there. He's my plus one now. Well, that's why the concert was rescheduled so many times. Right. And now he has to reschedule again because he's going to a wedding. <laughs> or me. he's the best man. He only would only play <laughs> if he was offered best man. Uh, and he was. And he's going to be the music. So that's fun. Yeah. I don't know any Michael Buble songs. So. Well, let's, let's hope your fiance's mother does. Guess what? Yeah. She's my plus one. <laughs> be, a, be a turn. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, trying to make a good impression. By disinviting her daughter to your friend's wedding? She was never invited. That's my <laughs> friend. Her name was on the, the envelope, maybe. Sure. Oh, that's a good point. Does that matter to me? No. Hmm. I'm not the postmaster general. I don't care. I don't think the postmaster general cares about any of this. I don't think he cares about anything, yeah. We can confirm he's not a listener. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say <laughs> No, we just, I, I have the data in front of me. He's not a listener. He tweeted the other night, I will never, in all caps, <laughs> listen to World As We Know It. He did tag us, though. He tagged our Twitter in the tweet, which was nice. That would be huge. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead. We're in episode seven, eight, ten. One of those. Um, so it's one right. of the, the early episodes. Uh, if you do it with Netflix, uh, episode series it's it's the second season third episode of the second season yeah oh two fourth fourth episode three. of the second season we're, we're four strong in the new year right um but let's benchmark it here um our goal of this podcast and when we will stop is if the current postmaster general of the united states tweets that they will not listen to our show emphatically at which yeah. point we will stop production call it a day and cash in our checks Right, because the postmaster generals who we're trying to reach here. Yeah, that's the whole the whole game plan. Yeah. Um. Oh, I got to do. I got to find this. I figured out who my hero of the day is, and I have to find all of the. Uh. Well, maybe this will be my. Yeah, this will be my hero of the day. I got to find all the the evidence not the evidence but I, I gotta like track the whole story all right should we introduce the segment yeah this can this can be for later i don't care when we do it but <clears throat> oh, i don't have a schedule no i don't have a schedule <laughs> i didn't write anything down no one i did write things down oh that's another it's another first for us um we wrote things down beforehand Oh yeah, no, yeah, we wrote stuff down on that thing you sent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a notion. Yep, I'm really big into notion. Yeah, for how long? Until I get bored of it. It's it's like a better version of Google Docs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh damn it! I deleted the other thing I was looking up. That's fine. We'll we'll circle back to that. Uh, which which of our segments would you like to start with? 
Um, I only have one answer, but I think you have a few answers. So do we want to yeah. start with who are we having a better week then? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to probably have to get more information on that too, to, to fully drive this home. Um, <clears throat> so I am having a better week than uh, I, I think her name is Juliana Carlos or Juliana Carlos. Uh, you may have heard of her um, with under the name Courtside Karen. Uh, Karen, I think of, most people know that. is, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm hesitant to even say derogatory. It's just like a term for like a whiny white lady. Um, and this woman was uh, sitting courtside at a Los Angeles Lakers game, which they apparently allow people to do. And I didn't, I don't know. if Wait, anybody... can I ask? Yeah. I never thought about this, but if you're sitting courtside this basketball season, wouldn't you be less than six feet away from the players? Maybe they moved those courtside seats back. Usually they're like right on the sideline. Like you could reach like you're out. You're getting spit on, which is yeah. definitely against COVID protocols. Right. If like, if somebody's trying to inbound the ball, you could probably reach out and get at least one, probably two fingers in the butt. Of the ball. No, of the player. <laughs> yeah. You could give, uh, you could um, give LeBron a prostate exam. Today's if, you're, if you're a doctor. Listener doctor research project of the week is to count the times in the NBA that a courtside fan has touched, fingered, and otherwise inappropriately groped the butt of a player. Yeah. So... So this incident occurred in Hotlanta, Atlanta, at the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks uh, uh, arena. Hawks. I sound, uh, <laughs> do you know what that sounds like when I say that? I just watched Superbad the other night. And it's oh, when, when McLovin's in the liquor store and he's trying to make small talk with the woman. And like she brings up the beer and he's trying to make it seem like he's older. And he's like, oh, I love that stuff. Drinking it for years. That he's like, I recently read that they added more hops. <laughs> the way he says it, hops. So at the Hawks Arena in Atlanta, uh, this woman started. I, I'm not sure if anybody actually has the full story about what this woman was saying, but she was like yelling at LeBron. She uh, apparently gave him the middle finger and was uh, just like kind of being mean and. The way he described it, I guess she said something that like totally crossed the line. Um, so I, I'm not not sure. I don't want to speculate, but I wonder if there was maybe some racial slurs used. Uh, she was a white woman, and LeBron is obviously not a white man. So uh, I guess LeBron kind of got into it with her in in kind of his respectful, but you know, kind of uh, snarky way. And um, so the woman and her partner were ejected and uh, she, this went viral, obviously on Twitter. And she has been dubbed courtside Karen. And uh, that nickname actually came from LeBron. He tweeted after the game, something about courtside Karen and uh, she, okay. His tweet after the game was courtside. Karen was mad, mad. 
and then that has <laughs> that has 117 i'm sorry 754,000 likes on twitter which is pretty funny so um uh, allegedly she's not going to be banned from the arena uh lebron did have a statement um after the game i retweeted it yesterday i'm just gonna look that up real quick so i can get the exact what his verbiage was something about like uh okay he said i love the fans but i don't take that kind of talk from anybody there's a line that should never be crossed she came at me with blatant disrespect told them to sit their ass down i thought i was talking to a father and daughter until she started calling him a husband i was stunned so the man this woman was with her husband is like in his like probably mid to late fifties. And she is like our age. She's like 25. <laughs> so yeah. And I guess LeBron called the guy, like he called him old steroid ass. And then somebody was like posting pictures from this woman's Instagram on Twitter. And the guy, yeah, totally looks like he probably like has steroids for breakfast. So it was a pretty astute observation from. I like it. Mr. James. I like that. It's a, a subtle dig. Yeah. But- I also like, I like that they're calling, or he started by calling her Karen because, you know, whether or not she used racial terms, I'm going to guess that she did. Um, But uh, it's, it's been a problem apparently in the NBA for, for a long time. Like Michael Jordan used to say that it was a constant. Oh yeah. Fans would just drop the N word at him at games. Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to think of the player um, who left Boston I don't want to say it's KG. Uh, it might have been KG in an interview after he left Boston, but I, I need to check that. Um, was being interviewed and was like, I love Boston, love the city, love playing there, but you know, it's such a racist place. Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like Boston has this history, history of segregation, all that. He's like, no, just the fans, man. Like, this, the things they say to me. It's like people yeah. who you think are cheering for you just say racist things. And you're like, wow. Um, so apparently it's, it's a much better bigger symptomatic thing systematic thing yeah i think that's um maybe one thing to kind of touch on that it it's like added importance that the nba has been kind of the leader the the nba and the wnba have been the two leaders in like uh social and racial reform social and racial justice reforms in professional sports like colin kaepernick was the first guy to really do something big about it in the nfl and then he, he was alone been, right he's I mean, been completely know, banned from right. the nfl essentially Still. yeah and now you've got these other like the whole league in the nba teams the whole league the league commissioner and the players have all been you know pretty encouraged to speak up about this stuff and they've been given a space where they can talk about that and make a change and the nfl to their credit I don't want to say to their credit, the NFL has this past season started to kind of try and kind of start to follow. Um, so. I'm, I'm happy, but it's, it's very little and it's very late. So I'm, I'm of many minds about the NFL. Yeah. I don't think they deserve any, any credit, but it is always nice to see that they're coming around. Yeah, sure. Um, um, all right. So, so yeah, having, a, having better a better week better than week. that lady. <laughs> Than courtside Karen, yeah. Um, um, I have I have my own of, of who I'm better, having a better week then. All right, let's hear it. Um, 
likewise, someone with a lot of, of privilege and using it poorly. Um, but on the front page of the New York Times today, uh, there's an article about real estate. Uh, I used to live in New York. There's something called Billionaire's Row. So if you've ever seen a picture of New York, there's downtown where you have all these skyscrapers, it's like where the Freedom Tower is. Um, a little bit more uptown, you have the Empire State Building, all these, and then the rest of New York is an island. Manhattan's an island. And then there's just this one strip further up of really tall buildings. Um, and they're all luxury condos overlooking Central Park. And they're all multi-billion dollar buildings. Okay. So it came out today that the one of the buildings, which is by some estimates, technically the tallest building in New York, if you don't count the Freedom Towers, like pole. So super tall building. They broke, like they got, they went around a bunch of rules to build it taller, to make it like cooler. So people would pay quite literally almost a billion dollars for condos. Came out today that it was so shoddily built <laughs> <laughs> that um, huge structural issues, like a bunch of people have water damage and they had to do like super investigative reporting because no tenants, first of all, every tenant is behind a shell company. Okay. Secondly, no tenants want to go on the record saying that something happened to their apartment because they're afraid they won't be able to sell it. Right. Um, so specifically one tenant goes on the record because they said, I'll never sell this apartment because they had um, half a million dollars in damage because the floor above them leaked. Jeez. And this is like, you know, 80 floors up yeah. in like the most luxury tower in the world. Um, so her name is Serena Abr Abramovich. Abramovich. Okay. Um, I think I'm having a better week than her uh, because her apartment got flooded. But I won't say I have any sympathy for her because I'm kind of happy her apartment got flooded. So now it's worthless. But it's just... If we can get in there. The, the thing that I think is, is interesting to me is my apartment's flooded in New York uh, because of, you know, people not following building codes and shitty landlords doing shitty things. Um, and, but then and that time you tried to have the beach party? Well, and you tried to, yeah, you did sand and then you're like, oh, we should have a lake. That was a, that was a different house. Right. But oh, right. No, I, I moved when I first moved to New York, I lived in a shitty apartment in Brooklyn. Um, it was four bedrooms and what was a one bedroom um, landlord was awful. My apartment flooded, didn't get my security deposit back. The big difference is though, I didn't get on the front page of the New York times for my apartment flooding just kind of feels like a normal experience. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So don't move to New York. I don't think that's the takeaway, but I don't really have a moral takeaway for this. Buy one. a swimsuit. If you're moving to New York city, I mean, you should buy a swimsuit anyway, get some of those, uh, those like shoes that are meant to be worn in like the lake crocs no they're like when i was a kid my mom called them swimmy shoes oh swim shoes yeah yeah you own swim shoes not anymore not since i was like five i guess i didn't own them then my parents did i just use old sneakers <laughs> i just yeah, go yeah. barefoot well it depends on what lake what if what if there are things down there that will bite you? I grew up swimming in a on a private beach. I'm spoiled. That's like my biggest privilege thing is that I didn't know public beaches were a thing until I was like 
Uh, I guess that's not true. Nah, because we went to the public beach sometimes. But yeah, I didn't know public beaches were a thing until I was probably like 10. I was going to say high school, but it was before that. How we feel for you. Yeah, I know. It was a real, real culture shock. <laughs> All right. New segment? Yeah. What do you want to do? Moving on. Um, all right, I want to do my hero of the week because this is funny. This right, is ready. the funniest one, I think. Or maybe not. Uh, I got to find the name of the person who started this rumor, but maybe I won't be able to find their name. Uh, there was today a leaked screenshot of text messages allegedly between okay the twitter user was named mike austin okay and his he alleges that his wife is very good friends with nicole luck andrew luck's wife and mike austin leaked a screenshot from his wife's phone of a text message conversation that his wife was having with andrew luck's wife and it was like benign commentary like oh hey we should get lunch this week what about thursday and nicole says can't do thursday andrew has a meeting with jimmy and the friend says jimmy who and she says jimmy from the colts and that's like <laughs> the end of the conversation jimmy is uh yes okay jimmy uh is we got an audience we do yeah it's the cat no, it was Tori. Uh, Jimmy is supposed to be Jim Earsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so, so Andrew Luck. <laughs> wait, what? She's leaking important information. Yeah, uh, evidently, allegedly, she this this text message revealed that Andrew Luck tomorrow has a meeting with Jimmy Earsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Andrew Luck, of course, kind of uh, retired out of nowhere. Uh, two years ago before the season started and the Colts chose to honor the massive contract extension that luck had signed the season before it was for like 10 years or something like that. I think it was at the time he signed it, the richest quarterback contract of all time. I don't think that lasted for even a couple weeks. I think Russell Wilson signed a, a richer one after that or something like that. Um, but they honored the full terms of that contract. So luck has been sitting in his apartment or his house reading books and going on ski and snowboard vacations for the past couple of years while getting paid like, I don't know, like $20 million a year from the Annapolis Colts. And uh, the Colts were recently in the bidding for a Mr. Matthew Stafford from the Detroit lions. And they lost out to the Rams a lot of Colts right. fans think the Rams paid an enormous price that Colts fans didn't want the Colts to pay anyways. And so now the, the quarterback situation seems a little desperate. It's, of course, February. It doesn't matter right now. But uh, this has sparked further rumors that it, this happens every year. This has happened for the past two years. Like, is Andrew Luck really retired? Is he coming back? And now this guy, Mike Austin, has allegedly leaked what he claims is a real conversation between his wife and Nicole Luck. And uh, so, yeah, Reddit, Reddit was going crazy. It's all, today it's all a this. setup. 
Yeah. So if uh, if Andrew Luck plays for the Colts again in two months, I guess Mike Austin had the scoop. His wife. Right. Mrs. Austin. <laughs> his his wife, Mike Hunt. <laughs> I don't think that's her name. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think that's very rude. But uh <laughs> one thing I will say as a Patriots fan, this is my first time truly stressing over quarterback free agency. Uh and so I'm I'm here. I'm with yeah. you now. It's, you know, at the very least, it's going to be an exciting offseason. Yeah. Do you know what Matthew Stafford allegedly said? He said QAnon is real. (laughs) Maybe. I think his wife is a QAnon supporter, actually. Oh, really offsets everything that the wives were doing before. Um, (laughs) So this is according to some New York uh, sports journalists. if more people listen to this, I'll quote my sources and do actual work on this. But um, anyway, says that Matt Stafford totally understood he was going to be traded and met with um, the admins in the front office and said, you know, I understand you have to do this. I understand it's time. Trade me anywhere except New England. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Anywhere but the Patriots. <laughs> uh, which is which is funny. Yeah. You know, if he can't handle it, it's okay. Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was on Pat McAfee's uh, radio show yesterday. And McAfee was kind of like grilling him a little bit. And he was like, so what about you, Fitz? Like, where are you going to go? You know, uh, you got Do you have any, uh, any restrictions anywhere but the Patriots? And he was, he was like, ah, I can't be that picky. <laughs> so maybe you guys will get Matt Stafford. He'd be good for a couple years. I think he's what fifty two now, fifty three. Not Matt Stafford, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I personally don't want him, but uh, Bill hasn't been taking my calls, so maybe he's. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> um, all right. Hey, I know uh, what that's like now. I've I've been screening this one guy's calls at work. He's been pissing me off, so I just don't answer the call when I see that it's him. This poor guy. He well, he had a problem today. He called me. I didn't want to talk to him, so I didn't answer. Ten minutes later, I got a call from my boss because he had called her, and she she gave you know she told me what was up. So if it's that important, it's going to get to me one way or another. That's that's the high road I'm taking now. It's not really a high road. It's pretty much the lowest road possible. I'm being wow. extremely petty, but. Yeah, that's a, we understand. So that's, I mean, collectively, I think Bill feels the same way about your calls. If it's that important, he'll find out. You'll just call it like Julian Edelman, right? <laughs> you you could actually call him, legitimately. Julian Edelman? Yeah, you you could get him on the phone. I think I could. It would take. Multiple phone calls, but I yes, okay. if I needed to get Julian Edelman on the phone, I, I could do that. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. it's, it's pretty bad. cool. Yeah, it's not bad. So, uh, so this is, but that's it. So the last episode we confirmed I know Jack Dorsey, and then we just confirmed I can call Julian Edelman. So that's actually the entire extent of famous people I know. So we're, nah, we're, nah, we're done with segment. this. This is a segment. We're going to connect <laughs> some more dots. I, I think that's that's the limit. Now, nah, there's got to be more famous people that have been to Christmas in the city. 
Um, maybe not all of whom I know, but sure. It doesn't matter. Oh, Marty Walsh. I, he uh, is now the secretary for of next labor episode. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> I only uh, know so, who he is because he was at the press conference where they announced that the Boston marathon was postponed last year. And well, I watched it and I was kind of sad and I was at work, so I couldn't drink. Just kind of had to sit there and be miserable. He sends his regards. Thanks. Um, all right. That was, uh, the hero of the week. Mm-hmm. I think we well, have I, time. Should, I should say Mike Austin is my hero. If he's correct about, uh, Angela coming back, Mike Austin's wife. Right. But is, the, is our hero. The Austins are giving me hope right now. And that's really all we need. That's all you can count on. Yeah. All right. That was our hero of the week. Uh, time for one more. Yeah, I got time. I got one for beer saving the day. All right. So this is this is where we talk about a time that beer has saved the day. Right. Happens uh, all the time. It does. I actually found a lot of examples. I'm just going to start with oh. one. Okay. Yeah. I got really excited. I kind of made this up and then I feel like yeah. it came together. Yeah. It, it wasn't like you found a couple examples and you're like, that's a fun segment. That's no, no, fun no, no. That these two things are connected. It was just a random thought and you were like, I got to find something. No. I mean, if anyone cares about our creative process, we... I, um, there is none. I listed things you and I have in common and then, (laughs) and then I added words to those (laughs) nouns and here we are. Poetry, man, poetry in motion. I think so. Um, all right. So here's a article from a local news affiliate in St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul girl. This is from 2018. Um, so apparently times were they? I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you on that later. Sure. Yeah. Um, two men were in a beer delivery truck. It, the article doesn't specify uh, what beer, so we can just assume it's you know banquet beer, Coors banquet beer. Sure, Coors banquet beer. Yeah. Um, the banquet of beers. Right. The champagne of banquets. Right. I think you can drink a full course and you're like full as if you just went to a banquet. It's like, uh, I can't remember what's the, the, the five course meal from Willy Wonka from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's like that. It's the it's beer, beer of Willy Wonka five course meals. It's the everlasting sources are telling me it's the everlasting gobstopper. Look at that instant fact check sources from down the hall. Wow. We've really, I mean, we got our technology in place. We got our fact check team. We have a guy uh, out in California who is bleeping us as well. Not when we swear, but just right. at random. We um, have a fan. <laughs> he walked through the shot earlier. It's, with a fan? It's blowing air. Yeah. Um, nice. So, I, thank you. So, it's 2018. I'm setting the scene. It's, uh, it was 2018. Two guys are, it's, let's say it's hot out, driving in their delivery truck. They got a bunch of beer in the back. Banquet beer. Um, and they're, they're, they turn the corner to go on a highway overpass um, and they see a, a man hanging on the outside of the fencing on a highway overpass. Oh my. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they said it's, it's heartbreaking. They knew right away that he, he was, you know, maybe thinking about committing suicide and they, they like slammed on the brakes, their delivery truck and they get outside and it's just them. It's just this man who's suicidal and then two delivery truck drivers, they, call 911 um but 
this is 2018 in St. Paul, Minnesota. So the first thing they realize is the man who's suicidal is black. And they say, well, we just called the police. So that actually might not be the best outcome for him. Um, you know, not, not even in terms of him, his safety being at risk, but it's like, if the goal here is to, you know, prevent suicide and to save this man's life, you know, police in this time and age aren't probably the best people to do it. So they said it's on us. Yeah. He's not going to feel calm. Right. So these two delivery guys had no idea what they're doing, you know, but said, we have to do it. Police can't help. Uh, so they go to the back of their truck and they just start bringing beers out. And they just start with that. They, they told the man that that was their pitch. They're like, hey, if you give us a chance, if you come back on the other side, let's start by having a beer and then we can talk about everything and how you're feeling. And they say it, it took a while. And they, then the cops got there and they said they were right. This man was intimidated by the cops and they weren't helpful. Mm-hmm. But these truck drivers convinced the guy to come off the ledge, to join them for a beer, join them for a cold beer, uh, and it worked and they were friends and you know he he overcame that that low point and uh the beer saved that man's life it's pretty neat yeah what happens after like do the cops just go home after all that there's no crime committed by that guy right or did they arrest him i would hope they don't i don't know the answer yeah me neither curious yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a quick question. I imagine some people go to the hospital. I think I would a, think most people probably go to the hospital, but I think that's if they don't want to go, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't want to go. I'd be like, no, it's been a long day. I'm just going home. <laughs> I just got a lifetime of free beer. <laughs> I don't think you, you got the, like, the truck. No, no, that's not know. what we. Uh, that that no, wasn't what we had in no, mind. It, but you told me. I'm yeah. going back over. Okay. All right. You get the free beer. Okay. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's one of many instances where beer has, has, um, saved the day or in this case, saved the life. Yeah. Save that guy's day. Yeah. Let's save my day reading about it. All right. I got one, one more. This was the, uh, shit. What was this one? Oh, like the internet. Internet lore, internet lore of the week. Adventures on the internet. Adventures on the internet. All right. So this actually um, brings me to another uh, fun point that I have unwittingly possibly unlocked our first guest uh, who will not be joining us today, but could potentially join us next week or the following week. Um, so this this connects to that. So I'll, I'll reveal who that guest may be. Uh, shortly so um the this internet adventure has to do with the gregory brothers who uh are like old school pioneers of youtube uh they were the guys who did auto-tune the news uh like way back in the day are they gonna be our guest no they're not i I can't get them (laughs) um the only reason i know of auto-tune the news i didn't actually watch it organically but they were guests on a jake and amir episode from like 2009 or something like that so pretty early on in youtube uh and and they're still they're still going which is funny it, it's so it sounds like they're in a good position to, to to be our guest so separate note 
Right. Well, I'll yeah. start bothering them on Twitter. So uh, yesterday, I think it was, or two days ago, in a White House briefing, the White House press secretary, Jen Saki. Jen Saki to me. Uh, apparently was kind of being a bit uh, condescending towards the Space Force. Somebody, a reporter asked about the Space Force and Jen Psaki said, wow, Space Force, it's the plane of today, which is, I'm a Democrat. That's a pretty bad joke. That's pretty dumb. It's a pretty dumb thing to say. Uh, so I was, if that's- I was talking about this quote today. With, okay. with Benny D. Okay. Because he's in the Space Force. Right. Yeah. So um, this woman who, uh, not Jen Psaki, this other woman, her name is Bridget Gabriel. She is a Twitter personality. Um, she's, I think, pretty far right leaning. Uh, here's an example of some of her tweets. If you put your gender pronouns in your bio, you can just go ahead and block me. Okay. RT, if you stand strong with Mike Lindell, who is the CEO of MyPillow, who currently has massive, massive defamation lawsuits levied against him for his uh, role in uh, perpetrating the Dominion voting machine conspiracy theories. It's it's cut. Have you... Have you seen the way he does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so, was on. I watched that clip of him on Newsmax yesterday. Right. It was hysterical. So well, it used to be like these all these conspiracy theories about the election fraud. I mean, we're past it in this whole news cycle, but it's it's hilarious because the the election voting systems companies are suing everyone to say like you can't defame us like that. Yeah, and they successfully sued all these news media saying you can't defame us. So they've all stopped. But people like Mike Lindell are still invited on the programs. So you just have a now like you have newscasters saying we can't talk about that. And then he just right. keeps going and they're like, no, I'm sorry, we can't actually address that legally anymore. Um, and he just keeps going. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Good for him. All right. So this woman, Bridget Gabriel, started tweeting stuff about uh Jen Psaki and her comments about uh, she just started tweeting stuff in general about Space Force and the Gregory brothers started re replying to a bunch of her tweets with this picture I don't remember the name of this character he is a Star Wars character I don't remember the name of the guy uh, the I don't I don't either okay he's, it's, he's an ugly looking dude yeah, it's, he's like a semi-humanoid person. He's a Star Wars character. Uh, and so the Gregory Brothers Twitter account, which is a verified account, starts like spamming Bridget Gabriel's all of her tweets about Space Force and the military with pictures of this guy. And they're like <laughs> pretending to agree with her. So, so she said, Democrats mock our military heroes, then spin on our flag. We do. And they trample on our rights. There is nothing more un-American than being a Democrat. So the Gregory brothers respond with this picture and say, completely agree. When our grandfather, pictured, returned from <laughs> Naboo, hippies mocked him and spit on him. He did not deserve this treatment. And Democrats should not mock him or the Naboo Civil War today. 
So they're just like, they did it to like five or six tweets where they're just like <laughs> claiming this guy is their grandfather. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty funny. She did end up blocking them. So she clearly saw the tweets and was probably not, uh, she was probably confused and then angry. Uh, but it, it's funny to make far right nut jobs angry. Yeah. It's also a stupid premise. Like her whole premise is that you can't mock the Space Force because there's nothing funny about it. We we hear firsthand from people in the Space Force that it's hilarious. The yeah. The concept is funny. Right. So uh so that brings me to brings me back to uh our possible guest. Um we like uh, Chippy mentioned we do have a friend who has uh, hours at this point, multiple hours of experience in the Space Force. And uh, I, I did ask if he would be on the show and he did say that he was interested, which is wow, extremely surprising because he thinks that he thinks that we're idiots, quite frankly. But uh, yeah, so we're going to we're going to try and loop Ben in here possibly next week or the week after. Uh, oh, amazing. Yeah, so we'll get we'll get an inside perspective on uh, a day in the life uh, of a space force guardian. Yeah, I don't know what his actual title is. Guardian, he was a, an officer in the air force. I don't know if it's he'll guardian. be a space force officer. He'll be a guardian. A guardian. Show him some goddamn respect. Yeah, sorry. Hats yeah. off when when <laughs> Ben is on the show. Guardian Ben. It sounds like a like a unsuccessful sex cult. The guardians. No, but in the cult, they just call each other guardians. Guardian, <laughs> Guardian Ben. I was watching uh, an episode of Seinfeld the other night where Elaine is dating a conductor and he demands to be called maestro all the time. <laughs> like they're like making out and she she says like she says his name. His name's Bob. She's like, oh, Bob. And he like stops and he's all upset. <laughs> he's like, maestro. <laughs> oh, Guardian. Oh, Ben. It's Guardian. <laughs> so yeah, we can maybe make some comment about that at their wedding. We'll be we'll be right up there. Right yeah, up at, right up in the front. No, this is this is really exciting. Yeah, we're really showing uh, our friends who listen to this podcast the the other voices or yeah. other friends. Right, we have yeah. Really coming full circle. Yeah. It's like when you like to listen to the same 10 songs over and over again, you're just going to hear from the same like four friends. That's I, I've, res, I've resorted to thinking, not resorted, but I've, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, there's the things your parents say that's like, you know, in my day, whatever, you mm -hmm. know, that's going to be one of our go-tos. Our generation is like, like when our kids are complaining about like technology We'll say like our goddamn iPod touches only held 150 songs. <laughs> you kids these days. Yeah. You've got the, you've got Elon Musk's brain chip implanted in your yeah. head playing all your music. Exactly. Um, yeah. So possibly we'll have Ben. And I think the funniest part of Ben as a possible guest is that I asked him if he'd be <laughs> interested in a group chat where it's just be him and Harrison and Harrison famously would kill for a guest spot on the show for some reason. And it's like a running joke that we're never going to offer him. one. So I'm like, 
No, if, if, if he's listening to this, it's like we can 100% confirm he'll be a guest after the United States Postmaster General tweets us. Right. We'll need him to defend us from the mail. <laughs> he's He hates the mail, so he'd be a good person to, to have on at that point. Um, Sorry, I looked up the Gregory Brothers tweets. Not only did they get blocked by Bridget Gabriel, they they re, they they found anyone. It, I don't think he was trending, but they found anyone who had been offended by Jen Psaki's comments, <laughs> and they replied to all of them. A diversity of people, and and it seems like they changed their story slightly. Like their grandfather fought in many different alien wars, so they wanted to pay tribute in different ways. Well, he looks like he's a thousand in the picture. He could have fought in a lot of wars. Think about it. If he was a thousand years old on Earth, he would have fought. Let's see. What war happened a thousand years ago? He would have fought in like Middle Ages wars. You know? Oh, well, let's let's look it up and then we'll, we'll end out on this one. Yeah. War. What is it good for? So it would be the year 1020. Yeah. A-C-E. A lot of wars. (laughs) A lot of wars. A lot of wars happening. Um, So uh, it's not a lot of recorded history is written on Wikipedia about this year. Hmm. Not, not a lot of people editing the Wikipedia pages back then. No, which is a it's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, okay, there are a lot of wars. And he could have fought in all of them. Well, not... Okay, if he was a thousand, he wouldn't have been fighting in wars a thousand years ago. He would have been fighting in wars 982 years ago when he was 18. Got Actually, it. my grandfather was in World War II when he was 17. So, 9,083 years ago. Do you think your grandfather fought along in the, the Battle of Nauvoo? Uh, Nabu. Nabu. <laughs> Nabu is the planet where Jar Jar Binks is from. Did you know that? Um, I, will I offend people if I say I don't? I didn't. No, not at all. I guess there's no one. I don't think Harrison's going to be. He might. <laughs> he can, well, we'll find out. He can sound off in the comments. So let us let us know in the comments. I think we're going to close it out with this one. Um, so for anyone paying attention, we're starting to add uh, some slight formality to our segments. So right. open and welcome to any feedback yeah. on our approach. And I am wearing a suit from the waist up. And I'm naked from, from the, the waist, waist down. Down. Do you remember when I did that, when I was trying to convince you guys not to do 300? Yeah, I put together yeah. a PowerPoint and I put a suit on from the waist up and then I walked in the room to give the presentation. I was just naked from the waist down. Not, 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 only, not only do I remember that clearly, mm-hmm. I was at a presentation. I was at like a, a tech conference talk last yeah. night. Mm-hmm by some man who invented an internet protocol 30 years ago. He's the father of the internet. Cool in my field, whatever. In his talk during Q&A, for some reason, 
he walked us through his daily routine of being in quarantine. He's like, I take my commute 10 seconds down the stairs. And he says, and I'm always wearing a three-piece suit. See, you can see from my waist up, I'm wearing a three-piece suit. And he phrased it in such a way that left this little tiny door open that he wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> and he's wearing like a, like a, a breasted, very formal three-piece suit. The tie's all the way up. This is like 7 p.m. Yeah. Everyone on the calls are like in the technology world. So, you know, half of us aren't you know, wearing t-shirts and um, yeah, very impressive. But because of me being friends with you, um, I had no reason not to assume that he was wearing a three-piece suit and no pants of yeah. any kind. Well, the worst part about that presentation was that I completely disproved my own argument and actually ended up on your side by the end of it. Any good presentation ends that way. Yeah. I convinced somebody. So that's good. Strong argument. Just the wrong way 180 degrees backwards so uh yeah i think that that about does it for our time this week um you you will start to see these episodes live on the internet in real time uh coming up very soon probably next week which is this week for you because you're listening to it right now if you're listening to this tell us what the date is yeah. And you'll win a prize. Yeah. That, that's, that's you, Harrison. The prize is not a guest spot. I'm sorry. Unfortunately. Yeah. Can't, can't swing that right now. Got some really cool alumni association sunglasses here that maybe we could give away. So, um, yeah. Sound off in the comments on your uh, Star Wars opinions. Who won the War of Naboo? Oh, great to uh, know up for debate i also forget so uh thanks for tuning in and joining us to hear about the world as we know it this is the world as we know it thanks everybody